0: I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm
1: Ben Carter, and I run hip-hop with the numbers on Twitter. Use hip-hop statistics to highlight the bigger
0: picture. I enjoy to the fifth element where I highlight the fifth element of hip-hop knowledge. And for the fourth year in a row, welcome to Digging Digits.
1: 209. Yeah. 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 I remember it was four a f- years. few years ago that, because, you know, four years, four times 52 is 208, right? And a few years ago, Chart Data tweeted out something about Kanye's album um, a week before its actual anniversary and said, Kanye's album was released five years ago today, or it went number one on the Billboard 200 five years ago today. It's like, because some weeks have 53, some years have 53 weeks in them it's it's a bit weird
0: i did not know that mm,
1: yeah that's true so so for charting purposes some weeks have 53 years which is why we're at 209 instead of
0: 208 and this is the important stuff you've learned you guys have learned if you've listened for the past four years essential week, weeks
1: essential information <laughs> people <laughs> hurriedly writing this down on their notepad like we can't write that shit down guys oh, gems this is four <laughs> four 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 level <laughs> Getting this, giving this game away <laughs> for 3 99 It's crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. What did I listen to this week? So I'm going to go just looking at my new release thing because it's the best in the game. Uh, I listened to NF this week. I have never listened to an NF project before.
0: I could have sworn you have.
1: I was, I, maybe. 2019, I think, was his. Oh, no. I, you know what I did? I listened to that mixtape he dropped, Clouds um right so i haven't yeah. listened to any uh, album uh, no
0: you, um, yeah you've definitely listened to this something
1: yes i have you're right you're 100 percent right i've listened to clouds before i can't remember how i felt about it but i went into this thinking i hadn't listened to nf before because i'm on a lot of medication at the moment so it's fucking my head up but i enjoyed it i, I actually did a lot of people were saying that everything every song sounds the same um kind of but not really like they're very epic uh the production is very epic um nf is you know very energetic i like the lyrical content a lot on here there's some brilliant brilliant songs and some really heartfelt moments a lot of emotion um a lot of talk about difficult psychological states and how to get through them and i thought it was good man it, nf was quite endearing on this project so i'm not really going to listen to all the criticism of him uh i don't think it was amazing but like i, I thought it was very solid listen it's probably something i'm going to go back to especially the first half i thought it was very affecting I sat down with it on Friday night and listened to it, and uh, it was it was intense. It was an intense experience, and I appreciate NF for that because just prior to that, I was listening to Ray Shremid's Shrem Life 4, and that was not an intense experience. That was just pretty boring. It was pretty sleepy. It was a bit disappointing. I... <sighs> You know, I love Ray Schrammett so much, and I think that they're one of the most inventive duos in hip-hop for the last decade. Just not duos, just artists in general, and I really do think that they propelled the sound in the mid-2010s. They were at the pinnacle, they were pushing it forward. On this record, everything sounds derivative. Everything sounds like something that's already been done. Um, It sounds like a typical mainstream hip-hop album where they've just thrown all the trending sounds at it, and that's it and that's boring to me because i've heard that a trillion times from a trillion different artists i don't think they did anything bad on this album i don't think there's anything unlistenable i just think it's a bit mid it's a bit boring and it was a bit disappointing i was really expecting something stomping even though the singles haven't been great the singles have not been great but yeah man not not my favorite record this week at all maybe i'll go back to i have listened to it a lot actually i listened to it like six times through don't ask me why, I just wanted to like it and I just didn't, so it didn't happen to me. Ritz, Ritz, the white Jesus himself, Ritz. I tell you what, if you've never heard of Ritz before, just go out there and watch the white Jesus video. It is, it's it's an interesting one. But I've been a big fan of Ritz, he, very emotional rapper, um, in a good way, I'm not saying that in a hysterical way, uh, he he dives into deep emotional states. Uh, talks about addiction a lot. Talks about drinking a lot. Talks about fighting his own demons. And this is good, man. This is good. He's also a bit of a speed rapper. So you know, if you're into some speed rap, this is for you. If it, you're turned off by speed rap, then this is not for you. But yeah, no, it's good. I I enjoyed it. It was I think it's the first album in a while from Ritz. So I haven't heard from him in ages. So it was really nice to see him pop up and uh, check back in with him. So shout out Ritz. Uh, Vic Spencer dropped, and it was good. Typical, very solid Vic Spencer, great bars, uh, a lot of thought-provoking bars, a lot of bars you're sitting there listening to, and and then you're just like, oh yeah, okay, and you know, quite autobiographical, uh, autobiographical. talking about himself a lot, what he's been going through, how he's seeing the world, and uh, no, I appreciated that from Vic Spencer. Linkin Park dropped the 20th anniversary of Meteora. And holy fucking shit, it's good. It's four hours and 46 minutes of music. So it's the album, and then it's just the instrumentals, it's live performances. It's tough. Listen, man, it is obviously I didn't sit there and just do a four hours and 46 minutes of Meteora because it's this very intense album. I actually think it's better than Hybrid Theory. I've always felt that way. But again, that was my introduction into Linkin Park was Meteora. So. Um, yeah, no, it's first four hours and 46 minutes. There's a lot of live performances. It's very intense, high energy the entire way through. Something that you're probably going to listen to in stages. You know, you're going to listen to each because it's set out in discs. It's not just 90 songs or whatever. Disc one, disc two, disc three, etc., etc. I just recommend tackling those one at a time. Um, but yeah, man, so good for running and doing cardio and in the gym and stuff like that. Shout out. Chester, it's always tough listening to Lincoln Park, knowing what happened, but yeah. Um, I appreciate them really putting this together. I really do. Black Youngster dropped a project, and it's bangers straight back. It always is. They're always bangers. Currency and Jermaine Dupree. Jermaine Dupree, I was, you know, I think the first single that came out featured TI as well, so I was just like, this is a bit left field. Like, what's going on here? Is this is not, you know, not alchemist beats, but to be honest, Jermaine Dupree just produces songs that sound like currency songs. Um it's good. It's just, you know, what else can I say? It's currency. I thought Jermaine Depree might give him there's a couple of tracks in here that are a little bit more boppy, um which is a little bit different for for currency, but apart from that, you know, it's just currency beats was solid. Um, I think that's it this week. Uh yeah. No mayhem Loren, Madlib, DJ mugs Did not expect this one. Like Obviously I expected it because they've been dropping singles together. So we knew something was coming But you know, I love Mayhem Loren. I don't know if people watch uh, Fuck That's Delicious with Action Bronson and uh, Alchemist back in the day Iconic show freaking iconic show and obviously Mayhem Loren was on there Big Body Bess was on there uh, but Mayhem Loren has really leveled up in the last two or three years lyrically and not to say he was poor before but he's really cornered the market of that like Underground luxury, Mac Homie kind of energy, like just incredible. And uh, on Madlib and DJ Muggs beats, yeah, it's it's good. It's really really good. It's not what you expect because you're expecting someone like I don't know. Or sweatshirt or someone else like some crazy spitter to hop on these beats but uh yeah no it's it's just I highly recommend that shout out Mayhem Loren he actually said it's the first time I think he said on social media the first time that Madlib and DJ Muggs have ever worked together and he was the one that brought it together so yeah I don't know what kind of conversations they were having behind closed doors but now we got that, which I uh, really appreciate. So, yeah, that was me, Charlie. What about yourself?
0: Yeah, got some good stuff this week. Um, started off with uh, GQ. Uh, oh, yeah. Not to be confused with the magazine. Um, artist uh, via Jamler, but also um, is dropping this under his own imprint uh, called One Day Soon. So shout out to him on that one. Uh, this is called cool for good measure. Um, some good tracks on his. I think it's like five tracks. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty solid uh, offering. Um, really, really liked uh, if I could find a freaking uh, thing that I actually listened to. On <laughs> there's some, there's some uh, pretty, pretty solid stuff. I think a mixture of uh, you know, kind of like the Oakland sound, right? Because well, if you don't know, he, he is uh, from Oakland. Uh, but past that, some you know, some just some trappy kind of uh, tracks as well. So it's it's got it's not I a nice say. Uh, uh, what's the word? What, what's the word? Uh, variation in it. Um, I'm a big fan of showing out. That's probably my track out of the bunch. Uh, but yeah, five tracks. Um, solid little ting to listen to. Uh, C.S. Armstrong, mm. the Southwestern EP. It kind of felt like it should have been longer. Mm. I, was, I, I got to the last track and it was just like, oh, that's it. Um, it had a lot of steam going um, as it as it was um, just moving along. Um, it is short, you know, as, as EPs go. Um, Literally six minutes. <laughs> Literally six minutes. Um not long at all. Um but yeah, it's kind it was kind of like a yeah, it was like an interesting intro to something. Like one big six minute intro, I guess. Like a like a short film. Oh wow, it is kind of short. Thing. Yeah, it's literally six I minutes. saw six um, songs.
1: I played it over and over again because I was not engaging with it. I didn't realize it yeah. was six <laughs> minutes. I was just in the same six minutes for, like, two hours. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: it was, it was, it was, yeah, it's very interesting. When, when I, Yeah, I was just, like, completely it aback. I was like, oh, that's it. Okay. I thought like, my, my connection just like stopped working or something. But, um, yeah, it's like, it's, it feels like an intro to something. Um, feels like a short film, uh, which I'm here for. Um, It's got very south south, southern... Uh, kind of uh, uh elements towards it, a bit gospely in places. So, yeah, man. Um, look interesting to see what he's cooking. Um, if if anything else on top of that, uh, Chelsea Reject, mm-hmm. uh, Bubble Girl, spelled G R L. Big fan of Chelsea Rejects. Um, really like her. F- really like her style. Um, kind of reminds me, funny enough, since she literally just announced that she's dropping in July. Kind of reminds me of No Name in terms of like her uh, how she in terms of delivery. Um, she kind of brings that fast-paced delivery, uh, but it sounds like she's just regularly talking, but it just sounds a little bit faster. It's very interesting how that works. Um, but yeah, man, this is, a tw- this is another project that um, I don't know whether is an album or mixtape or an EP. It's 10 tracks, 20 minutes, do, do with that what you will. Um, but for what it is, um, very solid, really enjoyed it. Uh, shout out to CJ Fly on the uh, feature on BRB. Really enjoyed that one. Um, but yeah, man, really, really, really replayable. Really good replay factor in my mind. Che Lingo coming up for air, dropping his second mm. album. Uh, ironically, I'm I'm going to see him in a couple of weeks. Um, so that's uh, happy days. Oh yeah, we actually have to record a different day because it's on a Sunday. Uh, <laughs> but that's a that's a that's a later date. Um, but yeah, really. Really looking forward to well listen to these live, of course. Um, I'm assuming that's where he's going to play anyway. Um, but yeah, 30 minutes, uh, 10 tracks, regular, degular, kind of like album length, I guess. Um, Koji Radical, Jordan McCampar, um, on some of the features. Really enjoyed those. But yeah, he comes through with this. Um, very. I mean, he's he's had this. He's had this in you know his uh, previous album as well, The Worst Generation. But um, he really has this. Uh, uh, reflective way of looking at things. He definitely seems like one of those artists that you know go away, comes back. Here what I've, Here's what I've you know learned, or here's what I've gleaned on in the past. Um, however many years, consumer rhythm is a very obvious one. Low key is another kind of obvious one. Um, in terms of subject matter. Um, but yeah, man. And then and then for some reason, my radio. Um, which literally has Queen um in the artist uh, <laughs> uh i'm assuming it's a cover i i have no knowledge of queen uh past the hits so I mean, uh, feel free to Queen doesn't yeah. exist anymore so okay so yeah you know t- do do what you want with that information but um, yeah man really solid album really look forward to seeing them live and uh, uh some hearing some of the bangers on there Oh, well, apparently Queen is still active. Game?
1: Sorry, sorry to cut you. I I don't want to give people the wrong information, but apparently Queen is still active. So maybe it is. Oh, they,
0: well, yeah. For, I don't you know who their
1: vocalist right now
0: is, but it's a it's a, not it's a rock group. group. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but um, yeah. If um, if people keep paying, they're gonna keep performing. Fair. Um, I, I can't imagine. Um, I mean, get the fans to sing it. Like you know, that's why they're there. Yep. Anyway, uh, Shame Gang, uh, Better Late Than Never. Shout out to Elixir Music Group for dropping this to me. Um, wouldn't have clocked it otherwise. Apart from the fact that um friend of five, E and Kelly, is on here as well. He's been gassing up as well, so shout out to him. Uh, great feature on there as well. And uh, yeah, this is the first um, album from Shame Gang I've actually listened to. I think it's his third uh, offering. And uh, it's an interesting concept. Um, it kind of reminds me of um, Ocean Wisdom's uh, Big Talk Volume 1. Where both of them have kind of this, uh, uh, kind of have these uh, motifs of um, you know after the track, there's like a voice message of like you know someone trying to sign them or something like that. You know what I mean? And uh, they're just obviously bullshitting and uh, other sounds of you know just general car mechanic shit, um, which is if you see the the artwork for this album, you you understand where this is coming from, Um, but. Yeah, he it kinda of goes through with um, you know, self reflection, uh loss, um, and just uh you know, just other themes, right? Um but yeah, he got some hard it has got some solid beats. Um really like his flow actually. I really like how he raps. Um he's got a really good style to him, uh very a very attractive style to me personally. Um, but yeah, some good um, features on here as well. Smoke Dizza, awesome Benjamin on Shooters, Sky Zoo and K- uh, Kaz the God on Hyperventilating. Really enjoyed that. Uh, Afra Dean Kelly and uh, Niania on Facts, and uh, lastly, uh, rapper Big Poo on Reasons. Um, really just whenever he comes on, just add in so much, so much personal, uh, so much personality, and obviously personal uh, anecdotes um, to that particular track um really really valuable there but um, yeah really good album really good album really li- enjoyed um, listening to that one a solid uh, 45 minutes uh as a listen so yeah shout out to shout out to shame gang uh expensive spencer george bush was <laughs> was cool great name uh for an album great album cover um but yeah more Vic spencer um flexi shitting on whack rappers smoking weed uh great humor um and everything I want in a Vic Spencer album. Um, I think this is the second of the year. Uh, linking up with uh, green, obviously Green Thumbs as well, and uh, well Mudside Instrumentals if you want to count that as well. So yeah, second projects uh, with his vocals on for this year, and I don't think he's done. He has never ever done like Currency. Um, it's Death Taxes and Vic Spencer dropping. Uh, Brandy Younger, Brand New Life. I really. Really love me some Brandy Younger. Um, Listen to her, I think, during COVID. Um, she dropped an album with Desrin Douglas, and I remember that being just super enticing. Um, I want to know how many harp, professional harp players there are in the world um, because she's the only one I know of. I'm sure there are others, obviously, but um, the fact she's building a music catalogue off being a harp- harpista, as, uh, she says, as, she, as it says on her socials, um, is staggering to me and I can't really categorize her in that way because um, you know people would say you know jazz music but it's really not jazz I mean especially this album is not jazz it's got a very very soulful undertones Um, especially when you get into brand new life with Moomoo Fresh on there Jesus Christ her vocals on that Moomoo Fresh is elite don't get it twisted she comes through these great stack vocal stacks and it just comes off so soulfully and really lifts you um, Pete Rock and Ninth Wonder help on production for two of these tracks and that just blows my mind as well because it fucking works and it's just so nice. Her harp, their, their production styles and don't get it twisted, you you know it's their... I mean, they're two of one of the most, I think, easily recognisable um, producers out there. Um, you know what a Ninth Wonder beat sounds like, you know what a Pete Rock beat sounds like and they literally do that but then you have Brandy Younger with the harp and... It's just something completely different that you've never heard before. Um, so, as uniqueness goes, this is one of the freshest things I've listened to. Um, shout to, um, <laughs> I don't know if you can say the second name, I don't want to butcher it. Uh, but shout to Meshel um, on Dust as well. Um, really love the lyrics on that one as well. But yeah, shout to Brandy Younger. Um, definitely one of my faves uh, of the week and uh, uh, potentially on the long list uh, for Album of the Year. Uh, and lastly, Planet Geezer. Uh, ready when you are. Um, so I haven't listened to Planet Geyser before, um, but there's some really good stuff on here. Um, I think it's a Canadian trio, um, kind of R and B, but you know there's there's some different elements floating floating in and out of them. Um, great features: Mick Jenkins, Venner, I think Code Radical again. <laughs> um, he's, I mean, he's he's always about he's always about Code Radical. Um, but yeah, really good. Um, if you want some solid R and B to spin, um, definitely recommend. Uh, this one, uh, yeah, Code Radical Venner, Topaz Jones on Folded, uh, Saba on y- y- WYD as well. Really good, excuse me, really good tracks on there as well. Um, but yeah, really solid, really solid, really, really solid. Great lyrics, um, and yeah, 41 minutes, go for that. <sighs> and with that said, we shall hop in to our fourth anniversary. Um what we usually do is um just start off with some general reflections uh favorite episodes during the year which I would struggle to do a top 4 I've been looking at them in the past few minutes and I'm just like fuck we've, we've done some good ones this year this past year um and we're also going to do uh at the end um a little game uh we call deadpan recitals where we basically recite lyrics given all multiple choice answers but we do it in a deadpan style where it's very very hard to actually glean who does it um unless the lyrics are obviously very overt um but yeah and we also have a question i wanted uh i'd actually asked ben a couple of like a week or so ago and he gave me an answer but then he deleted it and i never actually heard it because yeah. he wants to talk about it i was stunned. <laughs> so we're gonna <laughs> stone, uh, which is fine. Like, I'll send you a stone as well. Um, but uh, we're going to talk about it on here because um, I think it's a very good question. Um, it's not an original question. Um, I got it from a Twitter Spaces from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but uh, it's a very interesting question. And uh, I think links a lot to, you know, Hip Hop Being 50. And uh, we rarely do existential questions um, uh, anymore. So I uh, thought we'd bring that back. Um, so with that said, we'll start with the reflections. Ben year on DITD fourth year um how's it been for you and uh top four episodes um in the past <clears throat> yeah
1: it's hard actually to find the top four episodes I'm just going back through our episodes <laughs> <right now>. <laughs> <laughs> not it's to say that they're bad, bad but like, I think we've had a solid solid year like I think it's been a great solid year. chunk I think the, chunk. I think the book of woo was the probably the most daunting thing that we've done this year because look I've I'll, I'll fully admit it I was not well-versed on Wu-Tang's discography and their solo discographies. I mean, obviously I adore Ghostface, so I've heard Supreme Clientele a trillion freaking times. And there's a couple of albums here and there that I've listened to over and over again. But for example, RZA, I'd never listened to his uh, solo discography. I didn't know anything about Master Killer or You God. Um, outside of the fact that they spat a couple of incredible verses on Wu-Tang albums I'd never listened to their solo work so it's quite a daunting task to sit down and think about how we're going to approach those those things but especially because there's the Hulu documentary there's so much information out there already about Wu-Tang and the Wu-Tang members Um, but what I've decided to do was take it away from RZA's narrative and present a different narrative present the individual narratives that each artist had given themselves because i i genuinely feel and this is the thing that i felt was positive about our wu-tang episodes that's a little bit different to the way everyone else does it because i just think everyone else is lazy i think most people are just going to watch a hulu documentary and just repeat it they're just going to watch you know things that rizzer said read rizzer's books and they're just going to repeat it because it's easy i mean Rizza crafts the narrative for wu-tang but i think what you have to remember is Ru- Wu Tang is Wu Tang is something separate from real life. I mean, yes, it's populated by real life artists who've gone through real life things who have personalities and. But Wu Tang is mythical. Wu Tang is, you know, the whole aspect of it is is creating a narrative. The way that Riza pulls these samples in to draw, to create a narrative for each album and each artist. So is curating a narrative, you know, and that's fair. Like. That's normal, but like if you keep repeating that narrative, it just becomes fact. And I don't think that that was true for a lot of artists. And certainly when we did the You Got episode, we found out that he was not particularly happy. I learned a lot about Master Killer. I learned a lot about his solo discography and found out that I really freaking like his solo discography, which I never knew before. I thought that was great. Um, The Three Six Mafia episode was a bit challenging as well because that was a massive blind spot in my musical knowledge, my hip hop knowledge. Um, I had barely listened to 3.6. Um, I've barely listened to Master P, for example, as well. Um, you know, the Mia X episode obviously was interesting in that sense. I've listened to a lot of Juicy J, and that was fascinating then, tracing the lineage right back to 1995, 1992 even. So that was sick. I really enjoyed that episode. Um, but yeah, the year's been interesting because I went through a little bit of a period where I didn't want to do retrospectives in the same way that I was doing them before. I kind of had this idea that i wanted to go back to a more statistics based thing but that hasn't really panned out because it's quite difficult to do for older artists uh, especially artists i'm not familiar with it's easy to do you know one of the reasons why i come up with so many statistics is because i'm just already familiar with artists and i know you know their history i've listened to their entire discographies so when they drop a new album and i listen to it i'm like oh this is a little bit different in this direction or this is something new or this is the same thing they've done for five albums in a row like when i listen to the yachty album you know, if you've never listened to Yachty before, you're like, you have no idea. But obviously, Yachty's a rapper from Detroit, you know, rapping off beat. Like, for him to put out a psych rock album, that's cool. That's interesting to me. That's something he hasn't done before. I But I know that because I listen to Yachty. But when we're talking about someone like Sweet Tea, I don't know anything about Sweet Tea. So it's really hard for me to find a statistical angle um, that's actually relevant. So we kind of went back and defaulted back to doing more information-based um, research-based retrospectives, but I don't know what's going to happen in the next 12 months in that direction. I think it depends heavily on the artists we're doing, but um, yeah, no, it's been another it has solid year. I've learned a ridiculous amount. One thing that I learned this year mostly was, um, because i write the pods down entirely, I have just like hundreds of thousands of words in my Google Docs, just of information. Like the other day, I, I tweeted out something about mad villainy Um, Because people were talking about it on its anniversary and I went back to our episode on MF Doom and I'm like I've got all this this cool stuff and so I started like going back through some of the stuff that we've done this year and There's gold dust in there man. It's been an incredible year in terms of what we've tackled We still haven't done the Wu-Tang collective episode. That's that's gonna be a tough one I think I think we'll do that closer to when they tour. Um, I think that that might be the right idea so yeah, but no top four yeah, episodes it's around June time, isn't it? Yeah, around June. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going yet or not. Um, someone did offer me tickets. <laughs>
0: look at him! Look at him! No, I'm so, not sure. Someone I do like some, though. So.
1: Someone offered me tickets, but I'm not sure that's if they're feeling. gonna. I'm not sure if they're gonna come through, and that's no sh- no shade to them <laughs> whatsoever. If they manage to come <laughs> through, holy shit! But um,
0: yeah. I don't have mm-hmm.
1: disposable income, bro. Come on now, it's th- I would never yeah, go man. if yeah. I didn't get tickets to it, but. Yeah, we we'll have to see if that happens. I'd be freaking stoked if it did. But um, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's my reflections on the year. I'll I'll think about my top five while you reflect on the year a little bit because it's oh, not the four, easiest. Four years, top four, top four, top top four, four, four uh, years, top four.
0: Yeah. Four. <sighs> okay, so yeah, I'm looking, and I agree with you. I feel like the um the Book of Void series has been very incredibly enlightening. Um, I yeah I I didn't really spin. Any Wu Solo that I know of apart from maybe like Liquid Swords, Cuban Links, uh that may have been it, right? When before we started. Like I'm I'm aware of all this, right? Surface level, I'm aware of everything we spin. Uh and, and what, everything that's um, you know, been released or whatever, you know, through just anniversaries and people talk talking about it. But, you know, that's the reason why we do this show, right? It's the reason I do it anyway. Um I was, I was literally thinking about it the other day, um, of how uh, I was recently, I don't know if I said last week, probably did, um, but uh got uh, invited uh, by Dr. Joshua Wright, who I uh, had on. Sick. I'll add to my, uh, I'm maybe going to add that to one of, my, one of my top four, by the way, um, of uh, literally our first interview, or just like having a co-host, I guess, um, and talking to him about his book, and about Kanye, and about Celebrity in America and he invited me to his class to talk about uh, UK hip-hop and drill overall and um, one of the things I was thinking about I didn't say explicitly one of the things I was thinking about as I was talking is that it's so interesting that I can talk about these subjects and you know majority of that is because of this and um, I don't think that I would be able to, if I didn't have something like this, a platform like this, and, uh, and uh, you know, Ben to help me out on that front in terms of our collective journey. Um, to have those opportunities is very fascinating to me, you know. Um, I've, you know, we, with this, this whole thing is built on education and obviously we, uh, you know, educate week on week we educate ourselves week on week (laughs) you know when we talk about the likes of sweet tea you know we we didn't gone into went into that with practically nothing and you know and then we came out of it with a solid a solid knowledge um on who she is and her music and what she was about um and obviously you know in the grand scheme of things it can be um it could be you know scratching the surface for for more um but I think for what we do, um, and this will, and um, you know, compared to other entities, which I may or may not talk about when we ask uh, ask a question. Oh, um, oh, <laughs> I know who
1: shots have been fired. Shots have been it's a, shot, up, in night, to it's a shot, to shot in the night though, shot in Shout
0: the dark. List. shot in the dark. Shot in the dark. You know to that who, list. who's Charlie aiming at? Who's he aiming at? Down to that list. <laughs> if you do not on a list, if you don't, you know. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know. While we don't have, uh, while we can't, like, you know, get these people on the show and talk to them about their career for four hours and shit like that, you know, we, 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 we do what we can. And I feel like we do it, um, pretty well and pretty consistently. Um, and as I'm literally going through it, you know, we literally started off with Blackstar after the third anniversary. Yeah, that was sick. um, Which, uh, it was it was uh, it was interesting because I was just like should we wait should we wait for the new one and at that point it was kind of like half rumors we knew it was being cooked up but we never knew when it was going to drop um and it obviously eventually dropped within the year um but yeah it would have been interesting doing that uh with the album drop as well because um I, have, you, have, you, have you still haven't listened to it no anymore? i haven't listened to it just, <laughs> everyone else has talked about it i'm like and plus you know, I, to you know he how i feel about Talib at, at the moment i'm not i'm not really
1: wanting to hear
0: talib rap at the moment to be 100% honest it's funny yeah he's on embargo he's on the noise step yep um but yeah you know um we introduced hip hop neighbors around that time as well. Volume two after the third anniversary, so pretty much fresh on that front, and that's been very interesting. Yeah. Um, in terms of, especially in terms of like e- exploring our different tastes, because you know we, you know, we do it through sometimes with the, oh, yeah. you know weekly music roundup and having, you know, pretty different listens uh, for whatever reason. But you know, outside of hip hop, we do have very eclectic tastes, and while we try and connect them with hip hop in some fashion, they're still different and I uh, respect that. Um really loved dilated peoples just just in general for listening that week. That was a very fun uh that was a very fun listening week for me. Um Internet Anonymity was interesting. The Kendrick Lamar three P mm. that was crazy. Yeah. Um I I probably have to put one of those in there, right? Um mm. maybe, who knows. Um but yeah, what else we got? Uh Dr Joshua Riot, definitely putting that in there uh, Kid Cuddy, I feel like was one that was I think just Ready to go for Ben if anything uh, Just the uh, Yeah I, think I feel like he had that one in the chamber for a minute Hence why it's 105 fucking minutes The <laughs> um, UK BHM was fun Cookie Crew, JME gets Estelle, crew, that was sick. very enlightening um, uh, Which one? Cookie Crew was interesting Cookie Crew is very interesting. Yeah. Um I feel I feel you'll see UK hip hop um pre two two thousand is uh very yeah. un- under-documented, and uh, I feel like, you know, doing that cookie crew I feel like was a good service on our front. Um that was very good. Um yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> Oh gosh, there's some funny ones in this, this this batch. I'm seeing in August, July, September. Yeah, I know what you uh, used to Neptunes look and Nerd. That was pretty fun. Um, very interesting considering I haven't I didn't listen to Nerd that much, but I knew a lot of them. Um, but I never actually like deep listened to all of Nerd, and it was so I don't know. I expected to enjoy it, but I didn't ex- didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would, which is very interesting. Camp Low was very fun. Really love some Camp Low um i might throw in hilltop hoods just for the just for the banner legendary listening listening to ben have his black eyed peas moment and if you guys don't know what black eyed peas moment means um go spin the black eyed peas episode because i have moments on there but ben has his moments on hilltop hoods and i'm just sitting there just laughing it's it's absolutely outstanding uh really good stuff on there um all of the bites that we've done, contemporary calls as well. Um, I really I really enjoyed doing those um, kind of just like offshoots, uh, offshoot series of episodes. Um, but yeah, damn, there's so much good ones. All right, let me go... <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> <gonna> go Hilltop Hood. <laughs> yes. That's wild it. <laughs> I have to... I have to... Uh, the Dodge Joshua Riot 189 Uh, or some of the more recent ones. Uh... Oh, I'm going to throw in I'm going to throw in me, uh, me, mm, me X mm.
1: Yeah that's a good album Six
0: Mafia Gangster Boo as well Oh the Metacritic Album School Review I'm going to throw that one in I'm going to throw that one That was very fun Oh I yeah I enjoyed that one That was very good Um. So yeah That was, uh, that was 2 Mare Uh I feel like I should go for one of The Book of Woos But I don't really know Which one stands out For me Uh, Maybe Raekwon I guess I don't know Capital Steves was interesting. Um, just overall, obviously, just uh, as a storyline. Um and yeah. yeah, that was actually a uh, good app, yeah. to be
1: honest. Like I forgot
0: about yeah, it that. Yeah, that was a very that, that was a very interesting app. Very that intrigued me a lot, um, for sure. Um, but yeah. So what's that? I have a couple. Um I'm gonna throw in peoples on there and I'll do Kendrick Lamar. I want to say part 3 because obviously we just talked about Mr. Morale for the whole episode but I do feel like I do feel like it was some very solid conversation to a very polarizing album and I don't think I don't think there's albums like that um that where we can have a whole conversation about it and have very differing views on it um but I'll go with part one just simply because it was probably the most I learned out of Kendrick, um, especially listening to his older projects. Um it was very interesting uh I guess getting to know him on that front. Um so what's that? Kendrick Ma Part One, uh dialect Peoples, Dr. Joshua Wright, and Hilltop Hoods. <laughs> that's
1: wild, man. I think that's hilarious you put hilltop hoods in there. That um I'll explain that episode in in a second, but yeah, man. Reflecting back on some of these episodes and and actually looking into them, the hip hop neighbors one with Calvin Harris was hilarious because we both. I didn't realize because I'm, I'm I was looking through the description. That was, yeah, that was that was funny. And yeah, Charlie's yeah. description is it went left very quickly, and I was like, maybe
0: put maybe put on the cape for Calvin Harris and fucks fuck.
1: Bro, I, I'm perplexed. Oh, well, we did. Still perplexed about that episode, <laughs> but you know, Charlie. Charlie has his thing. Yeah. You know? um,
0: 18 months bags. I'm sorry. What do you want to see? <laughs> It's because I came in.
1: I came in and I created disco, and Charlie came in a bit oh. later. And we just, we just, we didn't match up. We didn't match up for on that one. Fuck's sake! Uh, oh. it was fucking hilarious. Um, I think the Kendrick. I I enjoyed the part two, uh, because we okay. had to talk about things that had not been talked about in the albums already. Um, that was kind of our,
0: from memory, yeah, that was yeah, kind it was of a bit our of a gymnastics. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So obviously, you know, from section 83 to damn, those are some of the most dissected to use a dissect term, dissected albums of all time. And so there's so much information out there. There's so much, so many statistics out there. And it's, it's something that I've struggled with a lot of the time to try and find interesting statistical angles to come up with for Kendrick Lamar because, you know, he's just been analyzed so much. So I enjoyed that episode a lot because I think it brought a new kind of side to albums that people have heard a million times and heard talked about a million times. Um, the Cappadonna episode was, was big for me because I had an inkling that Cappadonna, and not an inkling, that sounds stupid, it sounds like I had some like foresight into Cappadonna being influential in the Woo. Like I knew, I'd knew i heard things, I'd heard, and I had never dug into it, but I knew that Cappadonna was kind of like the Rizza before Rizza, and that's who he was. And it was really interesting reading his story and listening to the way that he spoke and listening to the humility that he had. And kind of juxtaposing that a little bit with you God, but just kind of like adding that to the entire woo, like that energy that, that Cappadonna brought to those interviews where people were talking about, you know, were you upset that you weren't included in the original nine? Were you upset that you weren't on the first album? You know, Cappadonna was similar to Master Killer and similar to even Inspector Deck, you know? He was like, I'm, I'm thankful for the opportunities I've gotten. He was he was not bitter, he was not critical. He was just like, I'm thankful, I love my brothers, you know? and. I, it, didn't, it didn't work out that way. And I found that really fascinating because I've listened to a lot of interviews with rappers, like who knows how many thousands at this point. And humility is not something that's a through line. Let's put it that way. There's not a lot of humility in interviews with rappers but um, and musicians in general, not just rappers, just musicians and, and famous people too. I mean, I watch those, uh, I don't know if other people watch them, those actors where they break down their roles in movies on YouTube. I think they do it with GQ, Not a lot of humility in those either. Oh,
0: right, yeah, best, best, uh, yeah, most noble roles.
1: Yeah, yeah, I enjoy those a lot. I think they're hilarious and I think they're really fascinating. But again, not a lot of humility. So to hear that from someone like Cappadonna, I really, I respected that. And I I learned a lot from that episode. Um, The Evidence episode hit me really hard because I didn't expect it to. Um, I had, you know, I knew about Evidence. I'd listened to a bit of his music, but I didn't know anything about his story and what happened to him in the late 2010s you know it it felt similar to how i felt with the doom episode when we you know we started talking about some of the stuff he'd gone through and Interesting. listening to evidence's interview uh, i think it was on no jumper um, i, I must have watched that interview 20 30 times it, and again like for not to get information out of it just it was calming to me for some reason it was really personal and evidence was broken in that interview you could feel it his energy was just and i felt i don't know i felt it was it was really affecting it was a very emotional episode um and again it's an artist that i wouldn't say i'm a massive fan of like i've listened to evidence a little bit but i haven't gone back to him in the past because i've just had no real reason to he hasn't he hasn't hit me like that but now every time i hear evidence or see evidence i'm i'm voracious man i want to hear it i want to know what he has to say so that episode really hit me like Again, we've had so many of these episodes where I didn't expect and I didn't know what to expect. And then I've come out at the other side and been like, holy shit, you know, that was that was intense. So the evidence episode was intense. The NERD episode was great because, you know, I was obsessed with NERD when I was in my teens. So to actually go through their discography and like look at something like seeing sounds and, you know, look at no one ever really dies and have a look at what they did to their sound in the late 2000s after fly or dive it was a fascinating app man that was that was great shabazz palaces was a great episode great episode you know because again an artist that i was massive fan of in the you know early 2010s but had never really looked into until now and yeah having read the story and understood it like fascinating really fascinating hilltop hoods was hilarious because you know it's not often you do an episode on someone you know you don't like, right? Like, I'd, I knew before I... And Ben I'd,
0: suggested it as well.
1: I suggested I, I, you know, I was, I had tickets to the show, and I thought, you know, because AB Original was opening up for Hilltop Hoods, and there's who I, that was who I really wanted to see, a great um, strange duo. And I thought I'll listen to the albums, and, you know, look, if I find something of value in them then I'll stay for the rest of the show. And the exact opposite happened, like literal opposite. And again, I'm not one of these people who just shits on music to shit on music or can't get past, I don't know what the right way to say it is, but like they can't get past one thing and then not enjoy the music, you know? Like someone's vocal tone or whatever, like there's no drums on it, so I can't listen to it. That's not how I feel about music. And that's just the way I'm not critical of people who feel that way. I totally understand them. It's just not who I am. So I thought with Hilltop Hoods, it's like they're bogans, they're bogans. And I thought I couldn't, I'm like, is this something that I'm just not getting past this, this one thing? There's nothing, there's nothing whatsoever in their discography worthy of listening. Like it was, it was just listening to it. I I was just perplexed. I was, I I was, I was, I was so disappointed in my country and I, I don't like my country at all. I'm all, I'm always disappointed in my country. But this just reaffirmed it. I'm like, how are these people famous? Like, what the fuck? How, anyway, it was madness. It was madness. And so, you know, I went to the show and I didn't watch it. I left. I left after AV original. Because I'm, I'm not staying for Hilltop Woods. So that, that episode was me losing my mind. Like, having to write that episode was insane. it was wild. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Our dream festival episode was heaps of fun. I enjoyed that a lot. Oh, that was fun. I I, oh, that was fun. I enjoyed that more than I thought I would because I was in a pretty dark headspace at that time, and I was kind of like, oh, this this feels like a bit of a chore. But Airfields once I yeah, once I got into it, I uh, I loved it. I loved it so much. Um,
0: for free for free guys.
1: Yeah. Yep. yep. The free festival, really free nice. free festival where they just got Jay Z performing. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> gangsta boo gangsta boo episode was uh it was it was challenging because um seeing her influence and and understanding her influence and understanding that she probably wasn't getting the flowers she deserved when she was here you know she probably wasn't getting the props she deserved you know um juicy j said it on his new album mental trillness i think he said that the first queen of the south or something like that uh when he was talking about gangsta boo and I'd heard of Gangsta Boo and, you know, I'd listened to her on the Run The Jewels track, uh, but I'd never listened to her solo stuff. I'd listened to her, again, I hadn't listened to 3-6 much. So, but, bro, like, the lineage is insane. The, the sounds that are coming out of Memphis right now, uh, it just started with her. It started with 3-6 and, um, you know, it was tough. It was a really tough episode. So, yeah, it, it kind of felt like it didn't really have a conclusion, Uh, which is a bit ironic considering it did have a conclusion but what I mean by that is I felt like Gangsta Boo was going to go into a different direction in the second part of her career and you know she was really starting to like reintegrate and and pull herself back into mainstream hip-hop and it felt like she was going to have I'm not going to compare her to anyone I'm not going to say going to have a so-and-so moment it felt like she was going to start you know as I say reintegrating back into modern mainstream hip-hop and that felt like the right thing because her sound always fit that. There was no, it, it would never be the wrong fit. I, I would never think that Gangsta Boo on a modern Memphis track wouldn't sound fucking incredible. And she was taken so quickly. And, um, you know, it was a very sad episode. We've done a lot of uh, retrospectives on artists who have passed away. And they, they're always sad. Um, that's Capital Steeze as well. That episode yeah. taught me a lot, Um it was a really tough episode. Um, I struggle, you know, with artists like Chester, for example, and you know, with Capital Steez. Artists who Kirk Cobain was the same when I read his book. I'm not gonna. I, I don't know their mind states. I don't know what they were going through. Uh, you know, I can only you know respond to what's been written about them or written by them. But there are these artists that feel like they struggle all the time. You know, these aren't artists who have just made a snap decision. To take their own life, or people who've made a snap decision. Um, these are people who have struggled really hard, or you know, have been different and and felt different to the rest of the world, and felt disconnected from it for most of their life. And those are the th- ones I struggle with because I relate to that. Um, and so you know, reading about what happened to Capital Steez and knowing how young he was, but kind of feeling like that that year that led up to what what happened. It almost felt inevitable. And again, that could be because it happened and because we were reading and I was reading those that information and reading those quotes through the lens of what ended up happening. You know, if what happened didn't happen, we might feel like, oh yeah, it was a pretty tough year, but he you know, he he went in a different direction after that. But it almost felt like that entire year leading up to that was just it's just heading in that direction and it was really rough knowing what was gonna happen and reading the interviews and reading the think pieces and opinion pieces on it it was a it was a very tough episode um rest in peace to capital steez yeah that's all i can say very fascinating episode i learned a lot um and finally mia x i have seen the name mia x a lot because i'm you know i do statistics and mia x is a very commercially successful rapper but i'd never listened to her before you know i didn't even really know what kind of music she made but, you know, her even saying that she helped Master P craft the no-limit sound, like, that's that's wild to me. And, bro, she is an incredible rapper, incredible rapper. That's what I love about these episodes. You find these artists that it, it, they're not generic in any way, shape, or form. Just because they're mainstream, just because they're successful, doesn't mean that they're they're pandering to a sound. Like, Mia X is always Mia X at all times. And, yeah, I thought that, that episode was, was really fascinating. Um, to pick a top five is tough um top four top four top four uh i'm gonna take uh, i'm not gonna do one two three four i'm gonna go capital stays is gonna be in there hilltop woods is gonna be in there for just how funny it is it's two Ooh. um me x is gonna be in there because of just how much i learned and sure. i reckon i reckon shabazz palace is you know, okay. a lot of the time, the the joy in these episodes for me is I've already written the episode by the time we get to recording it. So yeah. there's a lot of episodes where we have really cool discussion, but there are also a lot of episodes where I just read what I've written and listen to Charlie and, you know, respond a little bit and then just keep reading. So a lot of the joy comes from the actual research. And I think Shabazz Palaces is probably the most fun I had researching an episode this entire year. I, as a fan, like I was just consuming information and it was fucking sick
0: yeah man that's started top four can't complain um i wish out a couple of the uh just the outside ones like uh uh like the contemporary calls um there's some good. there was uh, one particular uh bites that was very fascinating i think oh, it was yeah. around when the queen died we talked about the queen dying um, We're made some, some jokes. Figure out which one it is. Some joke-y yeah, jokes go. Talking about exploitative exploitative journalism inventing about the queen. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> which end. I didn't want to do, by the way. I did it almost good that week. I was gonna do almost good that week anyway. And we ended up talking about it anyway. So um yeah. Who did we but talk we about? We did talk about exploitative journalism as well, which is and un- which is which which kinda kinda segues into um, a question that I wanted to ask that I did ask Ben and uh we wanted to I guess uh collectively put it on wax instead <coughs> because it's a very interesting question. Uh shout out to um uh, Porsche. Um I think her at is like Sharez La Porsche or something on Twitter. Um she was yeah, she was uh, she was hosting uh Twitter spaces with a few other noble names um in the underground scene and uh they were just uh talking about a particular question. Uh, which was very interesting to me, and uh, the qu- and considering is, you know hip hop's fifty years old this year in August, um, I feel like it's a very interesting question to ask, and uh, plenty of excuse me, plenty of ways you can go down, uh, plenty of roads you can go down with it. So I want to see where Ben goes with it, and then I'll see what I see. Um, but yeah, Ben, has hip hop evolved?
1: I mean, obviously, Love question. It, obviously, <laughs> it has. I mean. I think people are going to, they're going to take it in a different way. I think people are going to, what's the best way to say it? They're going to project their own feelings about the quality of current modern day hip hop onto the fact of whether it's evolved or not. So I think everyone has, a lot of people in this conversation have an idea of where they want hip hop to be, or they have a time where they felt like hip hop was at its pinnacle and everything past that is a descent. And when we talked about when I was talking about it with Charlie on a voice message, actually, because because I was stoned, I I actually recorded like fifteen voice messages and just didn't send any of them. I was just yapping and yapping. It was really <laughs> fascinating what I was talking about. Wow. Um, okay. But yeah, no. One of the released
0: the demo tapes. One,
1: one of the stems. One of the points was. Um, One of the points was that a lot of people feel this way about rock music, for example. Now, they feel that since rock music allegedly peaked in 1977 or wherever they say some arbitrary 1970s number, that means that everything that comes after it is kind of pointless because it's only...
0: That's interesting. That's interesting you say 70s, yeah.
1: Yeah, right? Of course it's interesting because... Because I I I would say something different. You're like, what about grunge? What about... You know, you're not going to... yeah, you're not going to say what about hair metal, for example. But you know, you're going to say, well, I mean, probably the only thing you're going to say new is, metal? <laughs> "What about what about new metal, guys?" It peaked in 2000. <laughs> it peaked in 2001 when Chocolate Starfish came out. Like that was the That was the pinnacle, man. Like hot dog flavored water. That was where it was fucking at. But no, what I what I mean is, people will then like just cut it at that point and say everything that comes after it is just a worse version of everything that came before it because they don't like the quality. I also think that's ridiculous because post-rock did not come out, there was no such thing as post-rock in 1977. Some of the greatest music we've gotten in rock music is post-rock, I mean, Swans. Swans is like what they were doing in the early 2010s, for example. So I think what people are doing is they're saying, I don't like trap music, I don't like the current sound, so hip-hop clearly hasn't evolved um because you know before that we had bling rap and before that well, before that we had hip house but they're also just looking at the mainstream which i think is also ridiculous because if you look at an artist like a group like shabazz palaces or a project like shabazz palaces you know that's that's part of the evolution of hip-hop even lil yachty's album that's part of the evolution of hip-hop hip-hop is always going to evolve this is always going to evolve because as we've said before it is the most diverse genre in existence i guess you could call pop but pop if we're getting into actual genre terms and how we're defining them that's very difficult to define it's very difficult to just say this is pop music because you'll get a bunch of knuckle draggers who go well,
0: everything that's popular is pop
1: music and it's like okay cool but it is actually a sound but with regards to hip-hop because it incorporates every other genre it is the most diverse genre by definition and so it's always going to evolve. It's always going to go in different directions. You know, as rock music evolves, hip hop's going to evolve as pop music evolves. Hip hop's going to evolve. Now we're seeing as countries evolved, hip hop has evolved. Like, yes, hip hop is always evolving. It's always going to be, it's always going to evolve. And I think at any point where music itself stops evolving, that's hip hop will be the last thing to stop evolving in that. Does that make sense when I say all that? Sure.
0: Sure. Um, but the reason why it's such a good question is because of its um, broad nature. Um, if I ask a hip hop journalist that question, they might talk about it. We are hip hop journalists. Journalism lens, or from a purely musical lens. Um, but if I let, let me, well, actually, I'll ask, I'll answer the question first, and then I'll put an addendum to it as well. So, has hip hop evolved? I mean, yeah you know as an overall entity of course right um there's more members there's more um there's more of everything uh, whether that's a bad thing or a good thing is obviously uh is is could can, can be left up to question but um yeah it's definitely it's definitely evolved in the general term um but obviously evolution is a concept that is uh Obviously a purely you know naturalistic thing um, but because we're uh, intelligent life forms that can see that can see things in the gray and not just uh, be black and white about it um, we can say yes of course it's evolved but it's not all for the better um but as the addendum um, and the addendum is literally just one word so I'll ask again with the addendum. Has hip-hop culture evolved?
1: I mean, I can't answer that one. That's not what's <laughs> for me to answer. Like, I'm, I'm a student of the culture. I'm not a an arbiter, so I can't. i would be curious sure. to see how you feel about it, though.
0: I mean, so the thing I was hinting at previously um, was the uh, recent complex... I think like uh power I don't know rankings. How they worded it. Hip hop media members power rankings or something like that. Um so yeah, you know, it is <laughs> reason why I reference that is because um obviously this kind of links more to how uh American culture cha- has changed overall, um, especially with, you know, the rise of the internet. Um, but it's hard to say, um, while I I can say hip-hop overall has evolved, there's some parts of hip-hop culture I feel like has devolved, um, and that's not partly hip-hop's fault, right, or individual's fault, it's just how the landscape in the likes of the US just happens, right, um, is I feel I feel like I can say that something like I was actually watching a video uh, before I came on about uh, about people commentating on um uh, what's the word uh, the British media right as a whole and one of them was saying yeah I feel he felt he felt person in video felt in the nineties or the eighties or whatever or just um before two thousands the British media was better right. Um, and I could say the same for something like hip hop culture, quote unquote, right? Where there used to be obviously, you know, hip hop journalists, for example, and they just simply, you know, I feel like they had a they approached things in good faith, and now, Dot Adams, when I see that com- when I, when I see that complex list, there's a lot of people I'm not, not approaching of, things I'm, in I'm, good I'm, faith. I'm, I'm not seeing people no, approach things in good faith. No, no, and I'm no, not no, no, saying... And these people ain't even... And some of these ain't even journalists. Call okay? them out, and Charlie. Kind of, Name and them and shame them. <laughs> <him. and laughs> you guys know who the fuck these people are. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> just look at guys. the list, you bro. know who the fuck these people are. Look at the fucking list. It's terrible Most list. of it is just full of fucking hot take merchants. <laughs> and just people just shouting shit into the ether. And hey... Is isn't that what podcasting mostly is? A lot of people just throwing shit all. Yeah. Um. Fine. Right. And I said I was talking to a friend about this the other day. I was like, I don't do podcasting just to. I'm not a personality, right? I have personality. I have a personality, but I'm not a personality. If that makes any sense. Um. I don't. I don't. I don't do this. I don't do what's good because. I'm funny, or I have good stories to tell. It's because it's my outlet to learn things. I learn hip-hop here, I learn current affairs and a bunch of other shit on what's good, right? Um, I learn about music journalism whenever, you know, in search of source drops, right? I learn about that as well, and that's interesting to me, okay? So it all operates from, a, it all stems from education for me personally. And if you guys learn anything, and you reasonably enjoyed the episode as well, I'm happy. Can't complain about anything else. Life is good. But, you know, other people operate on just their own name. And it's like, I am this person. And I said this. You know, Jim Jones hopping on um, Jinx's Ting, the rap caveat thing, going, push a T, don't deserve to be in the top 50. Yeah. But that's
1: rapper conversations, man. It? That's, it's, 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 that's it's, yeah, all right. no, it's, it's just, it's, it's barbershop with
0: talk, right? I'm all right. It's barbershop talk. Yeah, it talk. is. I'm, I'm fine with barbershop talk. Bro. I'm all right with rappers. I'm fine doing with that.
1: It. I'm fine with them.
0: Sure, sure, sure. Like, yeah, but overall, I'm fine with barbershop talk, but don't... The thing with barbershop talk <laughs> is that it's just people talking. You know, it's not... So, it's not. People don't go in the barbershop to have their minds changed or anything like that. They just go in there to get a trim and just argue about, you know, the fucking game last night. You know what I mean? Like, It's, it's inconsequential in the overall scheme. But people... Um, you know, Rory and Mar were talking about not being on the list, and they, you know, shouting Joe Budden for a bit, and then Joe Budden responded, and I was like, "I mean, that's content. who the fuck cares?" Like <laughs>
1: That's the thing, bro. It's just like it's just, but this wasn't universe. happening before. This yeah. wasn't
0: happening before. Before Joe Budden was actually like, you know, saying things of value to me, albeit on wax, right? Like that, he said some meaningful shit during his years as a rapper. But now I just look at him and I'm like, all right, "Sure, you have more money. You probably got more money doing this, and you did in music. I get it. You you get listened to more. I get it. You have more people listening to you now that you just now that you just talk. But is it substantial? Fuck no. And I feel like that. I feel like that for most of this, where you know, quote unquote, the culture is just like, yeah, there's more of it, but a lot of it is just not substantial at all. It really isn't. So." I feel like in a lot of cases it's devolved... ...and that's kind of my argument towards it... ...and uh, yeah, and you know... Other, th- ...other examples like, you know... ...Blueface don't even make mu- mu- music as much as... ...I see Blueface on like some... ...random hip-hop Instagram page... ...because him and Krishan had a fight or something... ...on IG Live... ...does he even drop music anymore? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> you know I mean? What are we doing? If someone was doing that kind of shit... On, in the 90s, they would get some coverage, I guess. But then, you know, unless unless they commit a crime, got other things to cover. You <laughs> know I mean? Uh, I don't know. It's, it, it used to be not just, like... It's kind of gone from a level of integrity and substance of what people were talking about down to a level of like reading cosmopolitan yes am i I, am i I too far saying that
1: you haven't we're having two conversations here because the first conversation is about how it's evolved in the sense and we've had this discussion before where rock music had its moment where the artists became personalities and their behavior became outlandish now in the 80s, that outlandish behavior is always gonna be different to how it is now. So an artist like Joe Budden, is being outlandish, he's being edgy, he's having his rock star moment because hip hop, you know, in the early 2000s, it went from being, uh, I'm not gonna say because I wasn't, you know, I was around, but like this was right as I came into hip hop. So I started attaching myself to personalities, Jay-Z, 50 Cent, Snoop Dogg, Lil Wayne, these people became like just the personality and i would listen to anything they put out it wasn't whether it was good or not and they started to take on like a a world of their own they started to have a world outside of music you know and they became rock stars they became the new rock stars the 1980s rock stars and in the 80s rock stars would just do outlandish things take a lot of drugs fight people etc etc you've all read the you've all read the biopics and whatever whatever they call them but nowadays it's different because you know to be outlandish you have to do different things it's not the same as it was before and so i think that that is happening in hip-hop where hip-hop is having its moment where it is the most popular genre in north america and obviously it's in the social media age so we're seeing literally everything all the time the other side of it is the way that hip-hop is now i don't know i don't know we're seeing i think the influence of social media on the conversation around hip hop and what i mean by that is someone who is very intimately knowledgeable of the algorithmic you know the algorithms in social media and how valuable these social media platforms are to artists and to people and to media personalities and to journalists like this is everything this is everything this is how you build a name, this is how you earn money, this is how you earn a living, this is how you get clout. You have to be at the top of the algorithms. And the algorithms, like they just prioritize bullshit, they really do. Like the most banal, simple, basic tweets. Tweets and Instagram posts and TikToks that are got nothing to do with fact, nothing to do with analysis, nothing to do with like adding value to the conversation. Just stupid headlines, stupid sound grabs, stupid quotes that they've pulled from somewhere and attributed to something else, like the very, the most simple content you could possibly imagine. So unfortunately, 90% of what you're seeing, even if you don't want to see it, is going to be this kind of content, which means it's going to influence more people to create that kind of content. And that's not going to change. I mean, that is marketing. That is how advertising works. That is You know, that's just how modern society works. It's how capitalist society works where we're just we want to be scared or we want to be outraged or we want to be validated and we want it to happen very fucking quickly. We don't want to sit there and read an article and figure that shit out. We want to read it in a headline and see a big picture of a rapper and be like, okay, I feel this thing now. I can move on to the next thing. Like I've started making reels. I don't believe in reels. I think they're the stupidest thing ever. I think it's the dumbest way to present information ever. It's lazy, I think it's pointless, it's it's just stupid. But I've as soon as I've done two reels on Instagram, all of a sudden I'm back in the explore page and my last post got, you know, 75% of the engagement came from people who weren't following me. That's the first time I've been in the explore page in over a year. Just because I posted two reels. That's the only reason. There's no other reason because Instagram wants you to post reels. So it's gonna, and it, it it makes you feel good. I'm like, I wake up this morning and I've got, you know, 200 new followers. I'm like, oh shit, I'm, I'm doing well here. It's gonna make you wanna do that over and over and over again. And so I think, as I say, I'll go back to the start. I think it's two different conversations. We're talking about, you know, when Jim Jones gets on and says, you know, whatever he said about Pusha T, I only saw, I didn't see what he actually said. I just saw a couple of tweets about it. I'm, I'm cool with that, that's cool, say whatever you want Jim Jones, I'm I'm cool with Joe Budden too, like I know that I, I don't listen to him anymore after the Rory and Mall thing, I was a massive fan of the Joe Budden podcast, after the Rory and Mall thing I've probably seen two or three minutes of clips over the past year, very rarely will I ever watch anything Joe Budden related, I tried to watch his Drink Champs interview the other day, turned it off after like a minute, couldn't do it. So I don't, uh, it's not, I'm not listening to Joe Biden anymore, but I'm not going to, uh, you know, he put in his time, he, he's a rapper, he put in his time in the industry, he can say what he wants, you know, he's having his rock star moment, but then when we get to people like DJ Academics, no, absolutely not. I think there's a massive distinction there because now you've got someone who knows the algorithms beautifully and knows that truth doesn't matter. You know facts don't sure, matter sure. you've just got to sure. say the wildest shit you can and get people talking about it that's all you have to do and so that's different and i see those two as the complete like the separation of this thing like got academics over here and that's the media side that's the algorithm side that's the nastiness you've got joe Budden over here he's the rapper he's the rock star he's allowed to be outlandish in my mind jim jones is allowed to say what he wants I'm not saying this about Kanye. We've already done an episode of Kanye. This is levels. There's, you can't you can't go up there. Like, just fucking keep it. Levels, yeah. But, you know, pre all the ridiculousness from Kanye, you know, he was a rock star. Like, 2010, that's what he was doing. He was jumping up on stage and pulling the microphone off people. And, you know, so I don't know if any of that makes sense, but that's how I see it at the moment.
0: No, you, 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 make, you make good points. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you definitely make good points. Uh, I just... Uh, I don't know. I, just... I think...
1: You know what I think the flashpoint is? I think the thing that highlighted it most to me it. was the Tory thing. The way that people like No Jumper, um, DJ Academics, the way that these, say, Cheese or whatever that stupid Twitter account is, I don't know what that Twitter account is, but the way that they just posted blatant...
0: Cheese. Oh, oh. ...things that
1: didn't exist, right? Things that were just not true. Things that never happen. I have people in my DMs telling me that you know people turned up to court that didn't. I'm like, I've read the documents. This this person did not turn up to court. They're like, no, 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 they did. Academics posted it. He said they did. And I'm like, no, they never did. I said, go read this, 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 and this. And then they come back to me and they're like, oh, shit. What did I think he did? I'm like, because academics said he did. Like, but it's not true. Like, that's that's what happened to me. Like, that's when I realized, like, oh, shit, you know, this is, this is really bad. These people will post anything for clout, anything. They'll say anything. They'll dog whistle anyone. They'll pull anyone into their orbit as long as it's clicks, as long as it's engagement. It doesn't matter what kind of quality those people are. It doesn't matter that you're trying to profit... Of someone like a, someone who's a, a victim of domestic abuse people who will like champion someone who domestically abused someone you'll have them in your audience you'll happily take them because their clicks and engagement to me that's insane i don't understand that and that's when it really hit me that's part of why i stepped away from hip-hop numbers is part of why i don't i just I lost all passion whatsoever for any kind of social media when that happened because it was just nastiness. But I think that was the flashpoint for me.
0: So coming back to it, do you think it's evolved then? And if so, is, well, it probably has, I guess, right, in that sense. But that's because of just general internet evolution, right? Um, but for the better, I yeah, I guess it's just... Um, well I can only really speak sure.
1: I can only speak on my experience as like just my personal experience. And what you said yeah, cool. at the start is a hundred percent correct. Back in the day when I was engaging in hip hop culture, I was reading The Source and Double XL and Vibe and I was reading these long form articles, I was buying books, I was buying full albums and listening to them back to front. You know, it was slower, it was more you know, it was calmer, it was more analytical, There was more information available, you know, I read this huge article on GDEP, for example, about, you know, what happened to him, and that was, that's an article that always sticks out in my mind, because I'm not saying that that's what hip-hop culture was, I I can't say that, because I wasn't, I've never been in hip-hop culture, you know, I was, I'm not in America, I'm white, I'm in Sydney, I can never ever say, all I can say is what I'm seeing, the way that I'm connecting with hip-hop or the sources i'm connecting with hip-hop through is way different than it used to be it used to be journalists writing long form articles and big long reviews in magazines and you know people who'd sat with albums for months and you know journalists who'd had an album for two months before it even came out and they'd sat with it and then they told me about it and i got excited i'm like i can't wait to, and i bought it on cd i got them all behind me and you know i put it in my car and i drove around for 2 months and listened to the same cd over and over again it's totally different now i'm getting hit with 50 60 70 100 headlines a day shit i don't give a shit about things i don't care about and no nothing to back it up nothing underneath it just a headline just like Blueface has got two phones, or Baby Keem brought Drake on stage, or like nothing after that. It's like, okay, what am I? Meant, what am I going to do with this information? This is not valuable to me in any way, shape, or form. And that's that's my how my experience with hip hop has changed in terms of how I like my my portal into it or whatever you want to say it. Like my connection to it, because my connection to it is only by distance only through the internet or by print media it's never you know i've i go to shows but like i can't i don't have a crew of people that i hang around with and talk hip-hop about so that's my experience has changed dramatically in the last 20 years
0: yeah that's interesting that's interesting and i feel like um there's a lot of people that um they're in a similar space where all they have is like maybe like you know a reddit community at best yeah and yeah or maybe a group chat but outside of that you're not getting a lot of it isn't substantive and there's just a lot of crap well here's a
1: question then Um, here's a question okay do you think that's the reason why things have gone in this direction do you think it's because there are so many more people who are able to i don't know what the best way to say this but because so many people are connecting to hip-hop now through these like different communities and through the internet it's a way different audience than what journalists had when you know the two thousands and nineties. Do you think that that audience has influenced the direction of the media? Do you think that that is why media has gone in this direction because of the audience?
0: Yeah. Put simply, um, I said this to a, I said this to Doctor Wright uh, when we're talking about. I think just a general uh celebrity in the UK and, oh yeah uh, that was guess, a big um, up. how audience yeah just you know just general how audiences evolve right um I was, I was, he 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 asked me something along the lines of um uh how has the how's the culture in UK hip-hop changed right and I said a big difference between UK hip-hop and us hip-hop is that it took 20 years for Hip hop to reach white the majority of white people, um, well, fifteen twenty years give or take, right? Hi- at UK hip hop there was white dudes immediately. There was d- white dudes immediately in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Westwood's obviously the main example, right? Yes. Um, he was there. He was Western there. Westwood TV. The yeah. Westwood, like he was there, um, harassing young women as well. Yeah, that Simulta- nasty time simul- simul- <laughs> simultaneously. <Yeah. laughs> can't forget that. <laughs> but but he was there he was there at the beginning and i know some white dudes that were there that went to you know public enemy live 1983 or whatever the fuck it was right sure um they know. can reference that to me um i know those pe- i know a few people like that and they're cool and i think that's the difference here um them i will say the majority of them fucking fingers crossed if 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 i if i get a uh, misconstrued down the line, and uh, plenty of hip hop white dudes from that that uh, that uh, from down the line uh, end up fucking up my view on that front. Um, but I'm gonna say now, the majority of them, I feel like get it. They get it. They get the respect element. Um, that's how that's hip hop helped them grow up on that front to be skeptical of yep. you know the likes of the power that be and uh, yep. you know just. Just just general shit happening right They could see it They could see it through their own space They can listen to the message With, with many Mel And they can connect it to what to what was happening then Where like you know Minor strikes for example right Shit like that um, They get it They could connect to it 17 year old white dude Listening to little Baby right now I don't know if I can say that
1: So what happened though Why Is it the music I have a
0: theory, but I I I I would I would say that it's something outside of hip hop um, that I would just chalk it, and I can't even chalk it to U.S. culture because I would say the same for, and I said the same for, um, you know, I think I, I think I replaced Lil Baby with Dave, right? <laughs> the white kid listening to Dave. I don't know. Even when, I don't, I don't know what, and this is something that I want to know genuinely. I want to know what, like, a 17-year-old Dave fan thinks when they're listening to something like Black. I listen to that, and I'm fucking just in in a state. <laughs> I'm in a state of just existential thought and anger. I want to know what they get from tracks like that. I don't care what they get from Money Talks. They get the same vibe I get. <laughs> they get the same vibe I get, right? They get the same vibe from Titanium. They get the same vibe from Streatham. They get the same vibe from Screwface Capital. We all get that same vibe. I want to know what they get when they listen to something like Black. I want to know what they get when they listen to Stormzy doing gang signs and prayer, Blinded by Your Grace. What do they get from that? I don't know. I really can't answer that question at this point. I would love to have the answer to that question at some point, but I really don't. Answering your question, I, I, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. It it's not just the music, right? It might be a part of it. The music might be a part of it. Um, you know, I've I've said it I've said it on wax, uh on written wax anyway. I don't care what people say, I feel like rappers have not in the work to evolve in the past over as, as a collective right obviously there's you know the lupes and kendricks and you know people actually making an effort there um you know f- even even not even saying this even someone like you know west side gun who at least makes it different right may not be great but it's different um at least he's switching it up on that front and making his content is
1: unique to him his content is like you know he's talking about real shit west gun and that's not to say i know what real shit is but i mean he's talking about (laughs) but you know know what i mean like he's not just putting platitudes and typing his lyrics into an ai generator and saying just generate trap lyrics he's actually talking about his experiences Mm -hmm. and
0: exactly yeah, as much as I don't like listening to him, I get it. I get the, I get the appeal. Mm. Um, he is different in a lot of ways, and I respect that overall. Um, but yeah, I just don't think, you know, it, as an overall collective, I don't think rappers have, have been pushing as much as likes of producers have. I feel like producers have put in so much work as a collective in the past yeah. 20 years. To evolve to if they, if anything in hip hop has evolved, hip hop production has evolved exponentially exponentially L- lyrical wise i don't know I don't know and i'm trying to go I'm trying to answer your question with other other things, but I just I honestly don't really have a concrete answer for it. I really don't have a concrete answer about what's the difference between like a fifty year old white dude now um listening to public enemy. And he lives in Croydon, and the seventeen-year-old kid listening to Dave. I I don't I don't know. I I I can't chart it to just the music, because there's so many outside factors towards that. Um, in terms of what they experience and how kids are treated That's now true. compared to true. then. Um, it's different. So I don't know, but um, you know, I could just say bluntly, education. Like if they, if they don't if they don't seek it, then. You know, they're just, are they just seeking a vibe? Maybe, maybe that's just it. Maybe they're just seeking a vibe and they don't want anything else. Maybe they skip black altogether. Who knows? I don't know.
1: Well, that actually, it's interesting you ended on that because that's my theory. So again, this, I can only speak on my experience, but when we were younger, we had to buy entire albums. So if I like 03 Bonnie and Clyde by Jay-Z, I go out and buy a Blueprint 2, which has tracks like Meet the Parents on it. Now I listen to the entire album because I've just spent 25 dollars on a double CD. So I'm not going to listen to three Bonnie and Clyde and excuse me, Miss, and skip the rest. I'm going to listen to every freaking song. I'm going to listen to it over and over again until I understand it and 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 like, you know, know the words back to front. So I end up listening to a song like Meet the Parents, which is you know an incredible tale. It's one of Jay Z's best ever storytelling
0: songs. I've got it. Part of it, a large part of it. Is because people don't connect to the music as viscerally as it was back in the day, mm. where you had just like one record to spin. That's what I mean. That, I think that's definitely a big part of it. I think the that listening habits.
1: People are not listening to those songs. You know, I don't think there are too many people who are listening to Dave who we're putting in the same category as the DJ Academics fans. I don't think there's much crossover there I genuinely don't I don't think you can listen to you know Symbi or uh, psychodrama or you know some of these albums you can't listen to them and, and just not engage it's not possible they're too the artists are too good Dave is too good I don't think anyone could listen to Dave and like all Dave and not connect to the message and not even at least like learn from the message and have it change their perspective if they're in that other category that we're talking about and that's why I think it's different now because uh, streaming services mean that we don't have to listen to the entire album. We don't have to listen. We, if we can get Blueprint 2, we don't have to listen to Meet the Parents. All we have to listen to is O3, Bonnie, and Clyde. That's all we have to listen to. We just put it on a playlist. We put it on a, Snoop, Snoop, a couple of Snoop Dogg tracks. We listen to clips, right? And we listen to Trill or we listen to Grinding. We don't listen to you know the judges saying life like it ain't someone's life. Like when I first heard that lyric... The judge is saying life like it ain't someone's life that just fucking floored me immediately i'm like holy what is he talking about and then i went away i learned more about it i read more about it you know i found more information about what he was talking about people don't have to do that anymore because they don't want to think they don't want to go deeper they just they just want the big hits they want to listen to drake's new single i want to, you know what i mean that's what i think i think that's a huge part of it. i do i think As a white, and I can speak on it because as a white hip hop fan who grew up in the early 2000s on hip hop, uh, you couldn't not feel that way. I don't think anyway. I'd be very surprised. If If you really enjoyed hip hop music and you really engaged with it and it was your favorite genre of music, I don't think it was possible for you to not be exposed consistently to that kind of content that would change your perspective on the world. I don't. I'm sure there are people, I'm sure there are, but I would say the majority of people felt that way and I'm I'm assuming it was the same prior to 2000 it was probably even more intense back then, you know. I was looking at like one of my favorite albums is 10 by LL Cool J, right? I was looking through it. There's no there's no song like Meet the Parents on 10 because I was thinking like what what song on that album did I, you know, have this feeling with? There isn't one, you know. But I think that that's as you know time has progressed. That's become even more true to the point where songs like "Meet the Parents" are very uncommon on albums now. You know, there was a point where it would be very uncommon to have an album that didn't have a song like that. Even listen, to, I'm listening to Camillionaire's album at the moment, right? Because uh, I bought it the other day, the one with um, "Ride Dirty" on it. I'm listening to it over and over again classic track man and it is a great album towards the end of the album there's some insanely deep content very deep content about you know poverty about struggle again anyone who grew up in the 2000s or the 90s or the 80s will be super familiar with these songs these songs these are songs that we listen to and they made us cry they affected us they they brought out emotion in us I don't hear songs like that anymore i just don't hear it i listen to full albums i do not hear many songs like that and that's not to say that artists like g herbo aren't doing that on every single song but like you don't have to connect with g herbo that's the thing you can go listen to travis scott or you can go i don't know if that makes sense but that i i see that as a big as a big reason why uh people are just not having the same kind of connection to hip-hop that they used to have
0: yeah yeah i guess um <sighs> it's, it's, it's 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 loaded. Hence why we asked it. But um, yeah, it's it's incredibly loaded. Um, but you can't you can't stop I can't stop people from you know not just having their habits right. Because <laughs> everybody can. I mean, I don't I don't uh I don't listen to music in the same way people did ten years ago. Even um, you know, it's very it's very fast. It's very it can be it can, it, sometimes it could just be you know just an idle play to be honest I'm playing it while I'm walking I play it while I'm doing work right You've always it, it's got never with, playing it's never, with, it's never with it's never with intense focus most of the time um, sometimes for me
1: only when I'm when I'm sitting down there's an hour and a half at the end of every day where I spend an hour and a half focused listening to music um, but again I drive a lot so like I listen to focused music when I drive, you know, I think that's a huge part of it. But I think you're right, you know, everyone has their own individual way of listening to music. We're not gonna gatekeep that,
0: but Oh, that's another conversation we could have had. Gatekeeping. <laughs> yes. Bring back gatekeeping. All right. Let's, uh let's jump in to uh we got a game. Uh we did it last year. I don't know if we did it the second year, but we did it last year for sure. Um, yeah, we did it because Charlie
1: was gassing up Eminem. He was Eminem. absolutely yeah, stoked. Right. Don't remind Charlie me. was like, "Oof!"
0: So bars, don't remind me. Don't remind Charlie's me. like, "I love
1: don't late me. career Eminem." He's like, "I fucking tell you what, Derek. man. He's getting better with time."
0: Oh, I, it's the way you said it, man. This is the way you said it. It's just, you, Eminem you is aging like maybe. milk. You met, you upgraded Eminem bars, okay? With with your with 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 the with your dulcet tones. Well, oh. I didn't
1: have the I didn't have the choppy lawnmower flow, so. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. That it was the flow in, flow in my along. back pocket. I'm a rap bot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have uh, we have three each <laughs> multiple choice answers. Uh, read out uh, however long as we however long we want to read out. Could be two lines. Could be a whole verse. Um, up to the person reading. Uh, obviously, depending on how much it gives away, if it gives away at all. Um, but yeah. jump right in uh do you want to flip a coin
1: i've not got a coin i reckon you go first i'm actually i Uh, wrote mine down but then i didn't write who they were actually i'm I'm being a bit
0: okay i'm literally i was literally trying to i had i had them three in mind but i didn't have the multiple choice uh, side of it so i'm like trying to like just think of names that could possibly (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) what i did too yeah (laughs) That's, just, that's the hard bit. I'm just like, who actually sounds like they could rap this? Um, <laughs> it, gets a little, uh, it gets a little tough. That's the fun
1: part. <laughs> all right, right, I'll start. I've got the first one. Okay. All right, cool, cool, cool. I wait to be the light Oof. shimmering from a star, cognitive dissonance shattered, and the necessary venom restored. As if it matters if you think it matters anymore. Cause shit be happening with quick results. They couldn't fathom all the damage that had to get done. Piglets in a barrel we cooking up. Don't get a sparrow, no Harold runics in their tomb, and a share of the deadly flowers bloom. So, your choices are Lupe Fiasco, Evidence,
0: Old Sweatshirt, or Jake Cole. My first thought was Lupe. So, I kind of want to just go Lupe and just leave it at that. What do you think
1: about the lyrics, though?
0: I was thinking about it, and I was just, I don't know, it just came off as, um, just came off a zoo paper, um could be J. Cole as well, I guess. Um Yeah. So good one. Um I think I did pretty well last uh part apart from the Eminem one. But I think like I pretty did did pretty well last time. Yes. I, know, I feel like I feel like Ben's uh, putting, putting it putting out of the bag this one this time. Um Okay. My gut is my gut is lupe, but um I wanna I'm gonna go with J Cole.
1: It's uh, it's East by your sweatshirt. Oh, is it you, Dick? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't
0: even listen to it ever. <laughs> this guy, this guy, wow, fucking Bro. finessed me. I mean, Finesse it's always me
1: with East. It's always at the front of my mind, East. You know, <laughs> Finesse me with East.
0: Disgraceful. Uh, oh, dickhead. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. <laughs> Alright, that's good, alright, I like that. Okay, um, let's I'll, I'll start with this one. Real plugs and connections. Grew up hearing non-prescription drugs was an investment. Dreams is semi-auto, but your runs is fully tested. And learn to make a way to do what you love with, that, with what you're left with. And love the unexpected, learn to love what you live with. Protecting what you love so you jump in front of your building. Like jumping in front of your children, whether for territory, or knowing the price is next, whatever's left of the story, or knowing the right connect could be just what you might expect. So that's half of us. Wow. And you have the options. You have the options of Benny the Butcher, Sky Zoo. Homeway, or push it to Sky Zoo. I reckon. You reckon? Yeah. Ding ding ding. Is it? Ding ding ding. Oh, plugs and connections. Of, yeah, I uh, think all the brilliant things.
1: I don't think it was Benny because Benny is a little bit different. Conway, it could have definitely been. Who was the last one you offered? I said push, push the T. Push T. Yeah, I don't think it'd be Push. push, push oh, I might be Push T, but nah, Sky Zoo is the least that I'm the one I'm least familiar with, and those lyrics didn't sound like something I'm super familiar with. So yeah, I reckon I reckon Sky Zoo. That's good, but okay. I like that. Was that off his new album or?
0: No, it's off all the brilliant things from uh, twenty one. All the brilliant things. All right, great album. Top five um of the last
1: of the, of the year these are some this next one's some of my favorite lyrics um i'm not going to try and do it justice i'm just going to read them out close my eyes before i cross the street if a car's about to hit me then you ought to beep watching dawson's creek till i fall asleep it's harder than it seems i'm underwater in my dreams i'm in or this jigsaw puzzle's not complete i'm just an idea nothing concrete I came to raise limits, get higher than plane engines. They trying to change with us, but come to the same difference. Shut your pie hole. I'm dope and I know. My voice sound like it was a sample off a of vinyl. Now the options are LP, Vince Staples, Eminem, or Mac Miller.
0: Um. Uh, LP's throwing me off, but uh, Yeah. I wanna I wanna I wanna say Mac. It gives uh I don't know, just just uh just gives off Mac vibes. I'm gonna go it Mac. It's Mac Miller
1: off S D S. You nailed it, yeah, man. One of my favourite verses of all time. There you go. Yeah, I
0: like that. I like that, that's good. Both on the board. Both on the board. Let's see let's see let's see if I can get a wrong one from him. Alright, um, All bangs like Sia. Where's the chandelier? I'm the apple of your eye. No hose, the pier. In the jeep, all yellow. Black Cinderella. Green Jimmy Chews. Bitch, who got the shoe? On the boss shit. Uh huh. Floss shit. Luxury rap. Bitches, take a look at me and say, "I'd love to be that." Go for it. Who is it? That was good. That was. I, I, I like, like it. This that. is great. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's very <ranked>. good. <laughs> Alright, so oh, so I have to I've 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 dated it because of Sia. So Yes. Chandelier, I have to so kind it's of post uh, I kind of after kind of after fourteen. Yeah. Kind of have to rein it in a bit. Yep. Okay, so you I'm gonna give you um <clears throat> I'm going to give you uh, Nezi Momodu Doja Cat uh, Monaleo or Flow Millie
1: Oh jeez This is tough I reckon it's Flow Millie
0: Flow Millie?
1: Yeah Boo boo Okay I don't know Nezi Momodu that well So that's my bad It's great it I like great. that. It's a good one. That's
0: fire. That's a great. great song.
1: Alright, final one. Can uh, I win it?
0: Can, can I take the it up?
1: Now every time I see the flag, I salute to the thugs. The flag salutes back, that's America for us. People die just to speak to the freedom before us. Now we're pleading for more stuff. We can watch over. There's clones in the hood, everybody is a soldier. And everybody with this shit. But nobody wanna teach nobody. Wanna get sick but get caught for the crime. Now, the options are Chance the Rapper, Lil B, Childish Gambino, or Black Thought. It's an eclectic list. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; it's a very eclectic list. <laughs> Could be any one of those, to be fair.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go little B. Oh yeah, you got it. Oh fuck you, it. It's from gotta, it's
1: from the wilderness. That's one of That's that like. that album is wild. I you know what? That's I reckon cool. if I read out those that if I read the entire album, I'm gay. I'm happy out and said to people, is that little <laughs> B or is that Black Thought? They wouldn't. They'd be like, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm serious. I people gonna flame me for that. I'm dead serious, man. But yeah, no. That's that's. You've
0: been flying the flag for I'm gay for oh
1: for many many for over a decade now. (laughs) Uh,
0: Oh gosh, that's great. All right, I'm gonna tie it up. All right, yeah. Can 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 Ben uh, uh, take a draw? Can he, can he own the draw? <clears throat> it's like 16 bars in 16 minutes. I kill it. Extinguish all the fire for the liars and the gimmicks. Losing spirit. Bread is putting cheddar over lyrics. Then diminish any vision when they clear it. I hear it. It's happening. Moving like they're mannequins. Dressed by other brothers. Hiding under covers with mothers. Be panicking. Rambling. Gassing like they're Anakin. The red and blue lights are out of sight. On the mic, stop damaging your honor or and your pride. I, gunner from the side, never dipping from the rhythm. Flow specific when I rhyme. I could, go, I could I could say the whole verse to be fair. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> fire, 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 definitely fire. Your options are, uh, Loicana, Kofi Stone, uh, Lil Sims. And I'll give you those three. I don't really know Kofi
1: Stone. But I reckon that might be Loyal So Which one are
0: you going for? Loyal Kana. Loyal Kana. Yes. He ties it up, ladies and gentlemen. Oh! You know what I
1: thought of... You know what I thought of a tiebreaker? Yeah. I reckon we have two minutes... Less than that Just go straight to A streets song And find the best lyric And whoever finds the best lyric right now Fucking wins Oh my gosh Yep
0: How's that be decided?
1: Nah I'm going straight I've, I know exactly what song I'm going straight to <laughs> I don't fucking know Yeah you're gonna lose then
0: Oh So just, I just have to pull out the best Like the best lyrics. So. Yes. Fucking hell, geez.
1: Just randomly. Just go and do it like right now. Don't even think about it. Just be like, what's the song? What's the wildest lyric? Let's go.
0: The wildest lyric. Oh, Christ's sake. Okay. So for those that don't know, we played when we did uh, the streets. Um, we very easily um, kind of like did this game where after we talked about an album, we picked a track from there, and uh, uh, basically just reference lyrics. And the, the 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 plan was, and it succeeded, is that whatever track you pick, you're gonna find some very interesting bars from it, whether it's wild or just like yep. thought provoking out of nowhere. Um, yeah. So sh- shout to my skin. up <laughs> <laughs> just there's just some fucking. Uh, it's a fucking wacky shit in there. I I I'm just I just picked out a track and I don't even know if it's good or not. I I just um I don't know. Got mine. Just trying to trying to find something. Um. I
1: mean, mine oh. is mine is context because like, I I picked I picked when he wasn't famous from his third album. I will let Charlie do some some finding while I'm talking. But I picked when you wasn't famous because I put the album on the other day in C D. It's C D in the car. And uh, this was the first single from his third album. This was his major label album. This was the big album. And it's called The Hardest Way to Make an Easy Living and the whole album is about how difficult it is to be a musician. But he started with When You Wasn't Famous, which is a song about a famous person that he was dating who smokes crack and who does wild stuff, basically. And, you know, the, the first, I, I took the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, I took the first eight bars from the album. And they're actually, when you listen to us from the song, when you listen to the song, they're kind of unintelligible. Like, they're not unintelligible, but the way that he, he raps them, the flow is so weird. And, the lyrics are actually really dense and really like powerful. But the way that he says it, it's almost like in a sing-songy way. It's almost like a joke way. But I actually think that that album, the more that I listen to it, you know, it's been out for like 18 years. But I, I just think it's, it's a classic. It's a masterpiece. But yeah, so that's why I chose this song because yeah, it's, it's wild.
0: Okay. I have one. I have a verse that I'm kind of into. Um, I feel like it. I don't, I don't know if I succeeded in in the task of like finding the just the i don't know wildest shit or the best shit but um, it's it's very streets like it's very very, like nobody's doing this like nobody's writing this so i'll go with that okay
1: i'll go first so he starts out and again i'm not going to do the flow it's impossible to do the flow the flow if you (laughs) listen to it is very wild he says the celebrity pages in papers don't tell tales that are always to the line of the truth it's till a line at which most likely you'll have the time or enough finance to sue, which is why it's so frightening buying papers in the morning, fearing the next Mike Skinner scoop. Because I used to believe what I read, so now that I know that other will be, now that I know now I know others will believe that it's true. I can't even say it. So he says the last two lines are: I used to believe what I read, so now I know that others will believe that it's true. Like that's just thing. he opens his bro, uh, man man's a fucking genius.
0: Seriously, like I
1: just I don't
0: yeah. There's was... there's <laughs>
1: like fifty layers to that.
0: Yeah, I think something something about his something about when he when he did, when he uh, especially in his older works like it's so of the time as well. Yeah, I just I just love it. Like, I'm I'm reading one. There's just uh, there's references to super tenants this morning and yellow pages, which I don't even know exists anymore. Um, shout out to the other pages. Just, uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go, with I'm, I, I've got two, I, I've got two on my tabs, but, um, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with this one because, uh, I don't know. He's kind of, it's kind of like, he's just telling a story in one verse and it's just so interesting. I, I don't know why. So, uh, this is from Empty Cans. Off, oh, um a grander come for free legendary song the tv man comes back later knocks on mine to say he's found something in the back of the tv i'm looking at it absolutely speechless can't quite believe he's trying to pull me pull this fucking stunt on me you've won i knew it was a simple case of try of the power supply gone on the back but he's trying to tap me up for more money he says it's not like that and i'm like (laughs) fuck off and die die. And stick stick up my my two
1: fingers (laughs) and one more to make it
0: three. (laughs) And says, don't talk to me like that. And I don't understand. My face in his face. I tell him I understand perfectly. And he grabs my shirt (laughs) and I grab his face with my hand. So he brings his fist up and twats Twats me a good good one on on my cheek. cheek. (laughs) Then I'm trying to pull his head down so so I can knee it. But he's got my ear. He's twisting it around so much. is really hurting me. I love the really hurt. Go-
1: Just want to say, I love it when he says, it's really hurting me. Like he says it in the song <laughs> as if he would normally. It's like, it's really hurting me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. And we both go down the floor and he pushes my head back onto the corner of the fridge, which is total agony. Then he gets up and runs out of the kitchen and out the door, shouting stuff to me, slams his door, shouting to me, so here I am in my house, drinking on my own settee. Everyone's a cunt in this life. No one's there for me.
1: <laughs> Fuck. You win by a country fucking mile, right bro.
0: Nobody else is right at that. Just the story within one verse is absolutely fucking amazing. Then, and oh then, like, gosh. then the beat changes completely, and then he just gets into,
1: like, demon yeah. time. He's like, if I want to sit and drink super tenants in the day, I will. No one's going to fucking tell me jack. But can you rely on anyone in this world no you can't it's all my oh, fault there's no. wall-to-wall empty cans and then it just goes on bro verse five like it, it and then it turns out it's just that's one of the greatest songs of the last 20 years like now nah, you win by a mile
0: <laughs> thank you you can't didn't even mean to <laughs> oh my gosh legendary <laughs> We're all winners, ladies and gentlemen. We are all winners. We're all winners. Uh, We're sa- living in the same era um, as Mike, Mike Skinner in the streets. Mike Skinner. Yeah, we, we, are, we are fully blessed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we shall leave it there. It's um, a very I DITD right? way to
1: end the anniversary episode, <laughs> gassing up Mike Skinner.
0: Gassing up Mike Skinner. Very, very, very us. Um, but, yeah, we shall leave it there. Um for those that have been spinning for however long, it doesn't matter if this is the, your first episode or the or the 209th, was it? Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, uh uh where, however many episodes you've been listening, um is much appreciated. And um, you know, hopefully we continue on the journey and we shall. And uh we're gonna do some hopefully just uh, keep keep on the keep on the interesting tip, keep learning. Um just keep F- finally finish the freaking Wu-Tang series. I've been there for over a year at this point. Um, and uh, see how that goes. Our def- we'll get our definitive rankings of Wu-Tang members now that we've actually listened to them, which I still hold the fact that people that do that, most of them actually haven't done that. Um, but we can actually say we've done that. But yeah, yeah, we'll do that when we get to it. Um, and obviously we'll keep, doing keep bringing contemporary calls hip-hop neighbors and uh obviously we've got a uh, uk black history month in october as well can be doing that as well um uh, we really got our uh our set sorted for that one as well and uh and obviously women's history month for next year as well we've got that sorted as well so um yeah man uh, plenty of stuff in the tank plenty of uh plenty of reason to keep going and uh to keep just finding artists to rate because that's yep. what we're here for and uh yeah thanks for being on the journey ladies and gentlemen from the 5th Element Podcast Network it's been digging digits for the 209th time for the 4th year in a row I have a chance at the 5th Element
1: I have been Ben of Hip Hop Numbers
0: we hope you all have a good week we shall always always try and do the same but until next time take it easy ladies and gentlemen alright peace Digging in Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show is edited by me, music for the show. It's Pixel video games by bonus points thanks to Chill hold Music for the ability to use. Socials with venom and hip hop by numbers, bonus points, and chill hold music will be in the full shows as well as the names of projects reviewed you, where you're listening. This has been a fifth in podcast so production. Thanks for spending time with us. Actually see you next time on Digging In Digits.